0: you're listening to an audio sermon by pastor bernard milder from household of christ we trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the word of god i've got a word today that's really going to challenge you word that's going to take you from where you are to where god wants you to be a word that's going to activate you to step out and go do greater things for god are you ready for that are you ready for the word of god well give the lord a hand amen Well, let's do the declaration that we can get right into the Word of God. Amen. Are you ready? Please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we declare the Word of God before we minister the Word of God. Amen. So are you ready? Let's declare the Word of God. One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, as you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eye and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. (laughs) Say, keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Yes, you might be going through some challenges and difficulties, but when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason to rejoice. There's reason to be happy. Amen. Wow. Easter is over. Easter is over. Celebrated Easter last weekend. Such a significant weekend. Because everything that happened over those three days, Christianity, our faith is based upon it. Jesus that died for all our sins and Jesus that was made alive, resurrection power. all of us pray all of us when we pray we want to make sure that we are praying divine praise praise that you know have got power am i talking to the right people here today to pray divine praise god Send Jesus to this earth to make it easy for us to pray, not to pray as Jesus in the garden sweating blood, but he sweat blood in the garden, to make it easy for us that we never have to be in a position in a place like that, so that we can know that God hears our prayers. Can I ask you a question? as a Christian, as somebody that prays, does your attitude towards God portray a Christian lifestyle? Your attitude towards God, does it portray a Christian lifestyle when you are approaching God? Very quiet. That's a challenging question, amen? Can I ask some challenging questions? Is that okay? When we talk about praying divine praise, we don't just want to pray praise. I mean, we've prayed a lot of praise, we've prayed long prayers, we've prayed right through the night. But when we pray, we want results. Am I right? So if we're going to pray, Divine praise, we have to ask the right questions so that we can get the right answers. So, the first question, or one of the questions we have to ask if we are going to pray divine praise, as a Christian, where does your life come from? What is the origin of your life as a Christian? It's Jesus Christ Himself. John 14, verse 6 Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. And I am life. So Jesus is the life of a Christian. John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life in abundance, superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. So Jesus Christ is our life. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is life. So sometimes we sit here 2,000 years After Jesus was on the earth, and we think it would have been wonderful to have lived when Jesus lived, to have been there that he could love us. But the truth is, Jesus loves you just as much as he loved any of his disciples when he was on this earth. Amen? The fact that we don't see him does not mean he does not love you. Can I have one amen? Are you doubting Jesus' love? Just turn to the person next to you. Look them in the eyes and say, Jesus loves you. (laughs) Christianity, being a Christian, is not something you do. It's who you've become. Because of Christ's life now working in you. Serving is not just something You do, it's who you've become because the greatest servant now lives on the inside of you. Humility is not something you do, it's who you've become because of your total dependence upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Worship is not just something we do to sing songs. You've become a worshiper because He has made your spirit alive and you are linked up with God. Righteousness, being holy, is not something we do, become self-righteousness. It's, it's who we've become because he who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We should stop trying to tell people what to do, point the finger, and just be who God has made us to be. Amen? Turn to the person next you say, just be a Christian. Last week, we celebrated Easter. And the basis for answered prayer is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. The reason why God answers prayer, wants to answer prayer, and will answer your prayer is not based on anything that we do or what we've done but it's based upon Jesus' death upon the cross. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen? So, when you're going to pray a divine prayer, you don't look to the natural, you don't look to yourself, but you look to the divine, Jesus Christ. You look to the cross where the price was paid. Amen? In this word, John 14, The Bible talks about us doing greater works. Who of you are ready to do greater works? Let me see. Raise your hand. are you ready for greater works? Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said, greater works you're going to do. Go to John 14 quickly. John 14 verse 12. So people preach a lot and they say a lot of this, go do greater works. But if you look at the context of this, the heading there is the answered prayer. The answered prayer. Verse 12 Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So if you look at the whole context of that, it's all about prayer. The greater work, pray, pray, pray. In John 15, verse 7, Jesus said, If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will ask of me what you desire. Turn to the person next to you and say, Desire. Desire and it shall be done for you. What is the key? You abide in the word of God, and the word of God abides in you. There's the key. You abide in the word of God, and the word of God abides in you. It says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. The cross has become the basis for answered prayer. If you want to do the greater works, you're going to have to believe in Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross. Because Jesus died for all fundamental problems on the cross. The solution that you are seeking, Jesus died for it. Jesus is that answer. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, look to the cross. This is what happened on the cross. We shared last week. When Jesus died on the cross, there's an exchange that took place. Our sinful nature was crucified with him on the cross. And his divine nature, his righteousness was given to us. We receive it by faith. Amen? We receive it by faith. And once we receive that by faith, that salvation of Christ Jesus starts to have an impact on our lives. The way that we think, the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the way that we deal with people. It's a battle between the spirit and the flesh to rely on what Christ has done and what this wants to do. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Turn to the person next to you say, we are busy preparing our hearts to pray. The biggest mistake that we make here on earth is we want to live a Christian life, want to pray praise, want to forgive, want to help, want to serve, want to give without the help of the Holy Spirit. Without the help of the Holy Spirit. He is here to help us, to assist us. If you've been praying, has your prayers have had the desired results? If not, you should ask the question, why? Well, at least I ask why. God, what's happening here? What's going on? When we pray, it's not how long and how much we pray, but how much faith is in the prayer that you are praying. How much do you believe what Jesus has done on the cross? And your heart will reveal very quickly what you really believe. Sometimes we think because we pray hours, because we cry hours, because we pray at midnight, God must answer us. Now, I'm, I'm a midnight prayer, so I, I pray more at night than when I pray early morning, say amen. Turn to the person next to you, say no condemnation. Can I just say that, you know, when I heard about people getting up early in the morning, um, uh, praying, I'm just not that awake early in the morning, but give me a 12 o'clock or a 1 o'clock, I'm like awake like this, you know. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you, say find your own way. It's not when you pray, pray. Pray. Amen? When it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to exercising your faith, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart. Philip, come here quickly. Get me I want to use an example quickly here. Let's say he's done something that was wrong towards me. And now he realizes that what he did was wrong and he comes and he says, Please forgive me. What I did was wrong. I say, okay, wonderful. Oh, I forgive you. I forgive you. Now I leave him. The next day I come, I say, hmm, you know, that what you did, what you mentioned yesterday, it's really a, it's not a good thing that you did, you know, but I have forgiven you. I just want you, are forgiven. Don't feel condemned. The next day I come again, I say, yes. This thing has really been bothering me a lot of time, but we thank God for His grace, you know, that you are forgiven, that you don't have to live under the guilt of this bad thing that you have done. The next day, if we thank God for His forgiveness, that you are forgiven, can you imagine if you were not forgiven, you would have gone to hell. <laughs> a week later, <clears throat> you know, God forgives immediately and I have forgiven you and it's in the past, but... Yes, this thing, you know, I hope you've, you've just forget about it, don't mention it again. Have I forgiven him? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because of my heart. Amen. But if he said, Please forgive me, and I said, It's nothing, it's all over. It's a heart that's been trained to forgive, it's a heart that's been trained to forgive. It's the same with prayer. It's exactly the same with prayer. When you are trusting God, afterwards, what is your heart saying? Where is your heart leading you? Thank you. Please forgive me if I've wronged you in any way. Amen. <laughs> love you. You can have a seat. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. <laughs> faith must always accompany prayer, and all prayer should be the prayer of faith. So it's not how many prayers we pray. Sometimes we want, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the... And our faith is in us saying in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name. And our faith is in how long we are praying. Our faith is in how loud we are shouting. But your faith should be in Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross. We believe. Now we pray. It's an expression of our faith. Amen? So if you come to God to pray... Believe that the answer is there already. You know what's the problem? We ask doubting. James 1 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You know what we do as Christians? I don't have a let's say this is an intercom we treat prayer like an intercom we switch it on earth to heaven earth to heaven (laughs) and now we start to pray Lord help me Lord whatever you are praying declaring that then when you're done you switch it off now you go and you sit with your friends and you start discussing. Wonder if God is ever going to change anything? Wonder if everything is ever going to change? As a Christian, when you walk in faith, when you say, "Lord, thank you for changing things in my life. Thank you, Lord, for your light shining." The intercom stays on when you meet with your friends. I wonder if God's light will shine. I wonder if God will help us. Am I talking to the right people here? So sometimes the meeting after your prayer meeting is more important than the prayer meeting. God does not just listen to us on Sundays, but he listens to us Mondays to Saturdays. Turn with me to Malachi 3.16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them. As a man spares his own son who serves him, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Can I tell you something? Speaking to God and praying to God has the same force behind it. The divine faith that you are exercising when you are talking and when you are praying is the same. We want to pray holier-than-thou prayers when we are praying to God, but then when we're on our own, what comes out here does not line up with what was going on towards heaven. One of the young, oh, the young people have got another assignment today. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Let's come quickly princess come come here quickly yes come quickly so brave come so let me explain something quickly if i am praying for her lord bless her help her protect my daughter Wherever she goes, thank you that you are busy perfecting everything concerning her. I'm praying that prayer. When I'm with her at home, I should be saying exactly the same. Lord, bless her. Thank you, Lord, that you are busy perfecting everything concerning her. But many times we want to come and we pray, Lord, help my child with schoolwork. Give them wisdom, give them understanding, give them knowledge. But then when we are here, you're naughty like your brother. You're like this, you're like that. And you, we, we are, here we want the blessing, but here we're declaring a curse. And what you are doing, you become like a wave in the ocean. Now what do you want for the child? Do you want a blessing? Are they good? I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Yes, if the child is naughty. My child, this is not the right way to do it. Don't talk to your brother like that. And teach them the right way. Amen? But don't be like a wave in the ocean. You think when you come to God, the intercom is on for blessing and good things. And then when you go home, the intercom is still on. God's still listening. Amen? You've done great. God bless you. Amen. Am I helping some of you here? Faith is your connection with God. Many times you have to develop your faith in different areas when you are praying. Do you know some of you have more faith to pray for somebody else for a breakthrough than to trust for a breakthrough for yourself? You will tell somebody, don't worry, God's going to heal you. Don't worry, God is a healer. But once you get a headache, oh my God... (laughs) Jesus, where are you, Jesus? Am I talking to the right people here this morning? That was the father who came to Jesus with a demon-possessed son. What did he say? He said, I believe you can deliver and help other people's children. Help my unbelief. I'm not sure if you want to do it for me. Isn't that what happened? He came and he said, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe you're a healer. I believe you're a deliverer. I'm not sure you want to do it for me because I know what I've done in the past week. I know what I've done in the past month. I know where my family comes from. Family, listen to me. As a Christian, you must be very careful what you say. Because whether you are praying to God, he's listening and hearing what you are saying. And whether you are just having a conversation, talking about people, he's also listening. Many times you exercise more faith in what you are saying when you're just having a conversation with somebody than when you're coming approaching God to pray. Amen. It's not just the prayers that you pray before you entered into the promised land, but it's the conversations you have afterwards that oftentimes determine your future. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Numbers 14. Let me show you. It's not how much you pray, but how much faith is in the prayer that you are praying. You know what happened? The spies went into Numbers 13. The spies went into the promised land. They came out. Numbers 14 verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Why are they complaining? Because people gave a bad report. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in the wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Now let's just think about that quickly. Sometimes people ask questions, but they don't take time to answer it. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? You mean go back to bondage? Go back to slavery? Go back where they are unreasonable with the working hours? They are doubling your load? Where they are stealing from you? Would it not be better? Sometimes people ask questions, and when you're emotional about something, you don't think rationally. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. I'm amazed. They go from answering, asking a question which they don't even answer to wanting to choose a leader to take them back into bondage. <laughs> asking a question to go to a place they know they shouldn't even go to to wanting to choose a leader who can take us back to that place. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. I like that. When you want to do what God has told you to do, and people want to kill you, Know that the glory of the Lord will manifest, <laughs> and be your shield, and be your protection. Amen. Family, listen to me. If God has given you a promise to take you into the promised land, it doesn't matter what the majority is saying. What has God said? What you can see here, it's the meeting after the church meeting that determined their future. Amen. What do you say after the church meeting? Seeds of doubt was planted in their hearts. Would it not have been better for us to go back? Should we not rather die? Who's the one killing? It's the devil. He is killing, stealing, and destroying. God has come to bring us life and life in abundance. Go to verse 26. This is probably one of the most scariest scriptures in the Bible. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? But when you go to verse 1, they were complaining against Moses and Aaron. So sometimes when you are complaining towards the man of God, be careful, you might be complaining to God. Amen? Because we represent God here. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I've heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, "As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you." Family, what you are saying is very important. Amen. Turn to the person next you say, "Be careful what you say." Divine faith, when it's expressed in prayer, has a force behind it, and it's God Himself from heaven, releasing divine forces to help you to accomplish that. Psalm 91, because He has set His love upon me, I will deliver Him. Just loving God releases divine forces that brings deliverance into your life. Joshua understood this. It's not just the prayer meeting that you have. It's not just when you come to God praying. What are you talking about afterwards? Do you know why many people don't want to pray? It's not because of the prayer part. It's because of all the conversations that you have afterwards that's robbing your faith. That when you have to come to God, you're doubting. That's why spend some time in the Word of God so that you can get your faith level up. Joshua understood this when God said to him, you're going into the promised land now. Let me tell you something, Joshua 1, 8 do Don't let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. What I've promised you, what's written here, say it. Let it be in your heart, let it be in your mouth, and declare it. Don't just say it, observe to do it, and I'll make your way successful. Can we have a challenge to just declare the word of God? Let's say for the rest of this year, I'm just going to declare the word of God. Even if everything is contrary, let me declare the word of God. Do you know why it's so important? Because your confession is your attitude towards God the Father. When they said, we cannot go in, when they said, we are like grasshoppers, they became like grasshoppers. And God told them, It's your land. He just said, Go and look at it. Go see the milk. Go see the honey. Go see the giants that's there. But know that I'm your shield. I'm your protection. I've gone before you to give you the victory. Whatever you are confessing, whatever you are praying, should have your heart's full agreement. What does that mean? Believe it with your heart. When you are praying it when you are saying it. When you bless your children, say you're the best children in the whole world. Jesus gave me the best. Believe it with all your heart. Amen. Believe Jesus gave me the best wife as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Kitching! <laughs> Yes, compliment your wife. Amen. <laughs> when God said, let there be light, he was expressing faith in himself. And when he said, let there be light, there was light. When Joshua and Caleb said, we be well able, they were expressing their faith in God, who is the one making them able, who gives them the strength, who gives them the ability to go in and to possess. He said, if God is with us, said their protection is gone. God is our protection. God is our shield. He's the one that will help us. Though there are giants, though they are bigger, we be well able. When you say that, we be well able, and that confession, it's got your heart's full agreement, that's when divine faith is released. Remember, as a born-again Christian, the faith that you have It's not faith that comes from here. Many people teach faith that comes from here. Agreeing. Faith. The faith that we are talking about is faith that comes from here. From the regenerated spirit of man. That's the first work of the Holy Spirit. When you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart that Jesus Christ died and that he was made alive by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and brings new birth and life here. It's not just an ordinary faith. It's a faith born of God that links you up with God, divine faith that's deposited on the inside of your heart. It's something completely different. Not thinking it here, but here. Many people serve Jesus from here. They are convinced, but they've never been converted. Give the Lord a hand. How can South Africa have 80% Christians and the country looks like this? People are convinced they're serving God from here. They need to get converted and get born again, born from above, linked up with God. When you are linked up with God, His divine nature becomes part of you and everything about you starts to change then the things of this world gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and the things of Jesus gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Caleb made the people quiet. He says, keep quiet. We are able. Let's go immediately. He says, let's go immediately and possess because faith acts now, faith believes now, and faith receives now. Says we are able to overcome. Turn to the person next to you and say we can overcome. Overcomers. Amen. Can you see the importance of not speaking negative words after you've prayed? After you are trusting God to hold on to your confession? I was reading Proverbs yesterday, and you know sometimes you've read a scripture a hundred times, you've even got it underlined in your Bible, and when you read it, you think, where's this scripture been for such a long time? Have you had one of those moments? Put Proverbs 29, 11 quickly on, the Passion Translation, or first put the New King James Translation on for me. We live in a society where we just want to say what we want to say, where we want to vent. Let me just get it off my heart and speak my mind. Hmm? You're a Christian. Don't speak your mind. Speak your spirit. Amen? Speak your spirit. Don't speak your mind. Your mind can be full of things. Proverbs 29, just put it there quickly. Proverbs 29:11. Have you guys got it there? Let me go there. Is it there? A fool vents all his feelings. Ain't no. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Put the Passion Translation up quickly. You can recognize fools by the way they give full vent to their rage and let their words fly. But the wise bite their tongue and hold back all they could say. Sometimes we've made some foolish mistakes by just venting. And this tongue has caused so much problems when you were angry just saying, pa, 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 am I talking to the right people here? Can you see you need the Holy Spirit? The Psalmist said, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Watch over the door of my lips. But sometimes just keep it closed. And don't vent everything. And let the peace of God first return just to your heart. Amen? If you want to say things, say things that build up. My parents taught me, if you're going to say something about people, say something good. If you want to say something bad, rather just keep quiet. Philippians teaches us, finally, brethren, meditate, say things that are true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, these are the things that we should say. Train your heart when it comes to those things. Mommy, daddy, you know the example of being able to forgive quickly? Do you know why our children battle to forgive quickly? Because in our homes, they see we don't forgive quickly. Family can ignore each other for a week, two weeks, a month, two months. Just don't talk to you. It's not the Jesus way, amen? Your life as a Christian must portray the life of a Christian or portray the life of Christ. We want godly results. We're going to have to align ourselves with this. Amen? Our speech and our behavior should change. Who's ready to pray divine praise? In everything that you do, glorify God. When you glorify God, you'll see the results. So here it is. We have to rely on the divine nature of God. Even Jesus, when he came to this earth, Acts 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. How did he do it? In the power of the Holy Spirit. Not relying on his own nature, his own ability, but the ability of the Holy Spirit. Moses understood it. Lord, I'm not going into the promised land unless your Holy Spirit goes before me. David understood it. Do not let your spirit depart from me when he had sinned. He knew he was not a giant slayer. He knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit. I'm closing with this. 2 Peter 1, verse 3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power... Why can we lift up holy hands and bless our holy God? Because of His divine power that's working in us. It's His righteousness, not our righteousness. Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. What promise? That His ability has become our ability. His strength has become our strength. So that we can be partakers of the divine nature. When you say you're a Christian, his ability has become your ability. The spirit part is linked up with God. That's why we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. This flesh part wants to cause all the trouble. Am I talking to the right people? Had some flesh problems this past week? So he says, be led by the Holy Spirit, and in that do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So let me close with this. We have a heavenly assignment here on earth. Amen? You've become a partaker of his divine nature. His divine faith is working in your heart. It's been deposited there. And now it's required of us to go out and pray divine prayers. Jesus said, go into the world. Preach the gospel. Cast out demons. Lay hands on the sick. Amen? What are those? Those are divine prayers. Is an ordinary prayer going to change your situation? Turn to the person that you say, I need a divine prayer. So because you are born again, your spirit has been regenerated, you can now pray a divine prayer. Now we're ready to go out and do greater things. Amen? Now we're ready to go out and change not just this community but this city and this nation. With this divine faith in your heart you can now pray divine praise. Turn to the person next to you say you can pray divine praise." This is the requirement. This is the requirement. I'm going to close with this. John 17. Divine faith, when it's expressed in prayer, it has a force behind it. It's God himself releasing divine forces to help you. Look at verse 15. Jesus praying for his disciples. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Turn to the person next to you say, I've got news for you. God wants you where you are right now. I know many people just want to work for a Christian company and a Christian boss. But unfortunately, if all of us work for Christians, how are we going to get the world saved? <laughs> but where he's placed you, he's going to protect you from the evil one. Turn to the person next to you say to them, I think that's a word for you but I know he's speaking to me as well. Am I talking to the right people here? (laughs) It's not going to take you out. He's placed you there for a purpose. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. You have an assignment to go into this world and to manifest God's presence. You have an assignment to go and pray divine praise so that you can start to do the greater things that God has called you to do. A situation that seems impossible to start to declare the light and the life of Jesus Christ over that situation where the enemy is killing, stealing, and destroying to start to declare, Lord, your light and your life in abundance over that situation. And let that divine presence of God manifest there and bring change. Amen? And sometimes you're going to have to pray and pray and pray until everything starts to change. But don't give up. When you've prayed that prayer, don't go now and say, I wonder, God, everything's going to change. Many times when we are praying for somebody... God is busy working, but with our natural eyes, we cannot see that the person's heart has started to change. person is starting to look for Jesus. person is starting to dream dreams. Amen? Go to verse 20. I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is there praying for you. That scripture is for you. He says, He's praying for those in the future that will believe in His word. So if you're believing in His word, that's you that He's busy praying for. Amen? Wow. That's something to think about. Jesus was praying 2,000 years ago already for you, thinking about you. I do not pray for these alone. But also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Let me just stop there. That's the great to work already. That's a great to work already. We are in Christ Christ is in the Father. Because we are in Christ, baptized into one body by one spirit. Just think about that. Just think about that. 27 cultures here says, I've made you one in the spirit. I've made you one in the spirit. What are you praying What are you believing? What are you saying? I've made you one. What are you confessing when you look at our nation? That we are one? When we talk about the church, do you believe we are one? Verse 22. And the glory... Which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one, in them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, as you have loved me. Jesus loves you just as much as he loved any of his apostles. As you are in Christ and they were in Christ, you can do what they are, uh, did in the past a matter of fact, he said, you will do greater things. Greater things. What are you saying? What are you praying? What are you believing? Because the glory that God the Father gave Jesus, he's entrusted us with that. To go and to manifest his glory wherever we go. To pray those divine prayers, knowing that you are linked up with his divine nature, exercising divine faith. So that things can start to change. Now when there's a mountain, you can speak to that mountain and say, be removed. Be removed. Be removed. When there's a giant, you can speak to that giant and say, go. Go. Can I have one amen? amen. Are you ready to pray some divine praise? Are you ready to declare your faith? Tell me, just think about it for one second. When you are praying, you're not on your own. When you are praying, you have the Holy Spirit with you. You know that you are linked up with God. You have the word of God backing you. And as soon as you start to release it by saying it, confessing the word of God, let there be light, things start to change immediately. David said, the Lord is the light of my salvation. He's the strength. of." He doesn't say he's becoming my strength. He said he is my strength. And that divine force immediately had an impact upon his life. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Thank you, Lord, for depositing faith on the inside of us when we did not even know it, O oh, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the working of the Holy Spirit to regenerate our spirits, O oh, Lord. Faith born of God, O oh, Lord, allowing your divine nature to become part of us, O oh, Lord so that we can do greater work, so that we can pray those big prayers knowing that you will do far more abundantly whatever we could ask, whatever we could think, whatever we could dream, oh Lord. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Let's pray some prayers. Are you ready to pray some prayers? Let me just tell you something about faith. Sometimes you might feel like your faith is down. Just take a scripture, have some prayer points, and just start to declare it. Because your confession will give you possession. It was Joshua and Caleb that said, we be well able. They were the only two that went into the promised land. It was 40 years later, but they still went in. Amen. Let me hear you pray. Say, Spirit of the living God. Say it again. Say, Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh upon me and fill my heart with your divine faith. Fill my heart with your divine faith. Grant unto me the kind of faith you need to meet all my needs. Pray it again. Say, Precious Father, grant unto me the kind of faith you need to meet all my needs. Anything that stands between you and God's promises today be removed. So start to declare it. Anything that stands between you and God's promises. Say, be removed. Be removed. removed. So you know, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, start to say, unforgiveness, go. Start to repent and get those things out of your life. Amen. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, hurts in people's hearts, wrongs that have been done, remove it in Jesus' mighty name. Remove it in Jesus' mighty name. Hurts from the past that's been keeping them back to run for you, disconnect them from those things right now, O Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Ask the Father right now to make all that is impossible possible for you in every area of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Father, turn the impossibles into possibles in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. If it's a Marriage situation that seems impossible, then speak to it. Say that impossible marriage situation, make it possible. This child that seems, that's not yielding or not turning back to God, say, Lord, this impossible situation with my child— make it possible my finances that seems impossible make it possible my business that seems impossible make it possible whatever impossible situation but start to declare what god's word says about that situation this healing the sickness that seems impossible father make it possible make it possible make it possible in jesus mighty name father we thank you to con- we continue to speak the word of divine faith to the giants are you facing some giants are you facing some Jericho walls? Say, in the, Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, be removed. In the mighty name of Jesus, be removed. In the mighty name of Jesus, be removed. Whatever the foundation of your problem, speak to that foundation of that problem, of that problem and start to, start to crumble in Jesus' mighty name. Start to crumble in Jesus' mighty name. Family, listen to me quickly here. Let me just say something. Joshua told the people, God told Joshua, tell the people, keep quiet. Sometimes when you face something very, very big, and you know God has given you a promise, and many people are saying negative reports, just be quiet, don't say anything. Because God knows once you start to take that and start to think and ponder upon that, it can affect you. Imagine they were walking around Jericho's walls, and there was just one person that said, did you see those walls? I don't know if seven days are going to do this. Maybe 14, we need four, don't you think 14 days? Something like that, something small like that can bring doubt into somebody's heart. Sometimes just be quiet, take the word and declare the word of God. Declare the word of God. Amen. So right now, whatever storm that you are facing, whatever storm is coming against you, we speak to that storm and we say in the mighty name of Jesus, stop. In Jesus' mighty name. Whatever storm in your life, still in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever situation that is causing a storm in your life, whether it's through relationships or business or career or in your health, still in Jesus' mighty name. As Jesus spoke to the storm and say, be still. Father, we declare and we say, still in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Family, listen to me. I'm, I'm taking some time. Job said in Job 22, he said, You will decide and you will decree. Is when you decide this situation, I'm going to start to declare this that the light of God's favor starts to shine upon it. Amen? So, that darkness that is in a certain area, make a decision and say, God, I'm serving the God of light. I'm serving a God of life. Life in abundance. This darkness that's pressing against me, we're still in this world. Somebody rebelling? Doesn't matter. Start to speak the light of God. The song that we sing, I speak Jesus over it. Start to speak. Decide it. Now, I wonder if God's going to... Decide it and say, God, now, this is what I'm deciding, this is what I'm decreeing, this is what I'm declaring. And I know the light of God's favor will shine upon all my ways. Light expels darkness. The blessing is greater than the curse. Amen? We're going to deal with some curses now. Because many of us sit with things from our past, things that were declared. I mean, even Israel, as they went into the promised land, the second group that went in, they had things from the previous generation that was keeping them back. Affecting their minds, and they had to disconnect from those things. You have some things from your past you have to disconnect from. Turn to the person next to you, say, your past is over. over. Tell them again, say, your past is over. over. Say, the good news, news. light expels darkness. Say, the blessing is greater than the curse. What are you declaring? What are you declaring? Are you declaring the curse is greater than the blessing, or are you declaring the blessing is greater than the curse? The blessing is greater than the curse. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Let me hear you say, anything and everything that stands between me and progress in my life, the solution, the answer, give way in Jesus' name. Give way in Jesus' name. Anything and everything that stands between me and the progress, give way, give way, give way, give way way. way. every hardship in your life. Say, every hardship in my life, every form of stagnation, break right now, break right now. Break right now. Break right now. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, sometimes you have pharaohs that come against you. You have Goliaths that come against you. You have giants that come against you. Whatever Goliath, whatever pharaoh, whatever giant that is coming against you, speak to it right now. Say, be removed in my life. Be removed in my life. Pharaohs, giants, Goliaths, whatever your name, be removed in my life. Be removed in my life. Every weapon and design of the enemy against me fail today. Fail today. Fail today in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, precious Jesus, set me free from any negative thing that came into my life before I was born. Every negative thing that came into my life even before I was born. Before I was born. Remove it right now. I disconnect myself from that and I declare the goodness of God, the life of God in my life. I disconnect myself from every negative negative ancestral yoke or spirit in my life I disconnect myself now from that I disconnect myself from that yoke in Jesus mighty name I declare by the wounds of Jesus by his stripes by his death by the power of resurrection let all inherited curses be washed away all inherited curses be washed away let it be absorbed by the cross let it be absorbed by the cross in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name i cancel the plans of the enemy i cancel the plans of the enemy against you against my family i cancel those plans Pray this prayer now. Say, Precious Jesus, Jesus. Judge. 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 Between the plans of the enemy and your plans for my life. And overrule the plans of the wicked one. I want to do your will. I want your plan for my life. I want your plan for my life. Every negative spirit you inherited it. Every negative spirit I inherited, turn to faith. Turn to faith. Turn to faith. faith. Then all frustration in my life, all all frustration in my life, turn to fulfillment. All frustration in my life, turn to fulfillment. All your failures, turn to success. All failures, turn to success to success I declare by the blood of Jesus I'm linked up with God defeat and failure are things of the past I'm walking with the Lord I'm walking with the Lord some of you have to step out and just start taking some steps of faith say I'm linked up with God defeat and failure are things of the past I'm walking with the Lord I'm walking with the Lord Let me hear you say, I declare I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm delivered. Jesus is my deliverer. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. Divine faith is something I have. Is divine nature is something I have. I pray divine praise. I pray divine prayers in Jesus Mighty name. in Jesus Mighty Name. Everybody said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Family, listen to me. let me share the secret with you. You probably, in this week, when you want to pray, the devil would want to condemn you and say you cannot pray. I know what you did yesterday. I know how you woke up this morning. And I want to remind you of your past and your failures and your mistakes. In that time when you have to pray a divine prayer by divine faith to manifest the divine presence of God, don't look to yourself. Don't look to yourself. At that time, you look to Jesus on the cross where the price was paid in full, and you say, thank you, Lord, I'm not going to look to myself. I'm looking there, and I'm praying this prayer now. Touch this person, change the situation, and start to declare the light and life of God over that situation in Jesus' name. Amen." Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to put your right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to heaven, and pray aloud after me. Say, precious Father. My situation. Is beyond human means I need the Savior of the world to save me save me Lord Jesus wash me with your blood cleanse me from all unrighteousness I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me that he's alive right now making intercession for all my weaknesses O Holy Spirit, Spirit, help me to live a holy life well-pleasing in your sight. sight. I am now now a child of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, You're now a child of the Most High God. Your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of bondage. God is taking you into the promised land. Amen. If you want to grow spiritually, there's a growth track. Amen. Number one, connect to a team. Connect to a church, a living church. Because once you are linked to a church, a living church, you're linked to the reservoir of God's power. Amen. So connect to a church. Number two, discover the dream. Discover your gifts so that you can use that to advance the kingdom of God. And lastly, serve in a dream team. Amen. So connect to a team, discover your dream, and then serve in the dream team. Become part of the body of Christ. People that are submitted and committed in the church, serving, they grow much quicker spiritually than people that are on their own. Amen. Hallelujah. Has your faith been lifted? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand.